This is the Decision Masters Podcast. I'm Kirsten Parker, the decision coach for overthinkers. When you feel good about your decisions, life feels good. You get to be present in your days and excited about where you're going. I'm going to help you build your decision mastery so it's easy to know what you want, navigate uncertainty, and handle any feelings that happen. Whether you're in the middle of some overthinking angst right now, or you simply love feeling in charge of your choices, you're in the right place. Clear, confident decisions are right around the corner. Let's get into it. Hi, I hope you are so fabulous. I hope you are feeling present and purposeful and not too, too scatterbrained today. And if you are, that's totally fine. We're going to clean some of that up in today's episode. So you're in the right place no matter where you are. Today, we're going to talk about a source of overthinking angst that I personally am very, very familiar with and I know is super duper common among most people, if not all people that I work with. All right, we're going to talk about how to stop trying to make non-makeable decisions. Mm. Okay, so this is part of our series we're doing exploring the individual principles of simple decision-making. So for context, back in episode four, we outlined the overthinkers checklist. These are the six simple things that will clean up overthinking and make every decision feel simpler and easier and clearer. All right. And today we're focusing on the M of simple, makeable decisions. So raise your hand or raise an eyebrow if you're driving, if you've ever felt like it was impossible to make a decision that was right in front of you because your brain has decided to jump 30 steps forward and is now freaking out about something down the road. Everybody's hands are raised. Wow, look at that. (laughs) Yes, we all do this. I need you to know you're not alone in this kind of bonkers and frustrating behavior. It's not bonkers, it turns out. It's totally normal. And I used to live here. I used to live in the agony of angsting about non-makeable decisions. I would live at step two and I would stop there. I couldn't make a decision to get me to step three because I was in agony about what I didn't know about step 36 and beyond. So what I find is this habit shows up particularly fervently in decisions that we care about, career choices, decisions that affect our families, our health. Like you might want to apply for a job because you are dead set on loving your life, loving your career, making it so amazing. So there might be this decision you're trying to make to get you from step two to step three. Apply for this job or not. That's when your brain can realize, oh, you care about this. There's something that seems like it's at stake here. I better go into the future and find out some problems that we might encounter so that we can solve them now so this decision turns out well. Super duper well-intentioned behavior. It feels like angst in the moment because now you're time traveling, right? Now you're bombarded with a bunch of questions that you can't answer because you're not at step 36. So your brain's like, well, what if you don't like this? And what if this happens? And what if this isn't the best thing to go to there? And what if you don't like bop, 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 angst, right? That's stressful. But the first thing we need to recognize is that this habit is showing up because you care. You know me. I 100% believe we are actually on our own teams at the end of the day. 
We are not trying to live extra frustrated lives because we think that's hysterical and a good idea. We are on our own teams, and this is another example of that. Whatever decision you might be overthinking right now, whether it's about your career or about, you know, what to do with your kids on the next break, or whether or not to update your office, whatever your brain is trying to go into the future about and present you with these non-makeable decisions, I want you to take a breath and just have a little compassion moment for yourself because obviously you care about this decision turning out well. Approaching this decision is activating a fear about the future and your brain trying to go to step 36 is just its best attempt to solve for that fear, okay? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense and it's not super helpful, but we can have compassion for it, which makes this whole habit change way, way easier. When you don't feel like you're fighting yourself, when you don't feel like you're making yourself wrong and fixing something. Mm-mm. Nope, this is just a totally normal, well-intentioned habit, just humaning, okay? So, Sometimes this is a helpful instinct, right? Of course, of course we want to be thoughtful. Of course we want to think ahead to potential consequences, of course. And we're smart problem-solving planners. So it's like, yeah, oh, I'm at step two. Let me go immediately to step 36. I'll be right back. Totally makes sense. When it becomes a problem is when we trick ourselves into thinking we're missing information at step two that we do not, in fact, have access to. I'm going to say that again. Thinking ahead and trying to troubleshoot is not a problem until we start convincing ourselves that we're missing information that we should have. What this feels like is being at step two, going to step 36 in your mind and thinking, wait, what about this? And then coming back to step two and being like, well, I can't make this decision. I don't know the answer to this question in the future. That's when we're trying to make non-makeable decisions. Here's a perfect example, okay? I've had this conversation at least 16 different times with someone who is thinking about applying for a job. So that's step two. To get to step three, they decide, do I apply for the job or not, okay? That's the makeable decision because that's the the decision in the room with them that they can make. Where their brains have traveled to step 36 are when they imagine already have accepting the job, having been there for three to five years, and all of the potential problems and challenges and questions that they might face at that moment. What if it's not the best stepping stone to this? What if I don't actually like doing this as much as I think I will? What if working in this way isn't really what I want? And they start working themselves up in angst because they do not have the answers to those questions here and now. They can't make those decisions because they're not in that position, right? Those decisions are not in the room with them. They're down the hall in fantasy land. They're like waiting in line and they may or may not ever make it into the room. Now, of course, remember, we're trying to go to step 36 and find all the problems and decisions we might have to make up there so that we can make them now and just feel better because we care about this decision working out well, okay? So we're not judging this, but we are looking at where is this behavior actually helping and where is it problematic? Because at that moment, usually in these conversations, the client I'm talking to has lost sight of the makeable decision. They've lost sight of the fact that the only decision on the table right now that we can even do anything about is do I apply for this job or not? We can see the makeable decisions 
as separate from the potential questions. But that's usually not what we do. We muddy them all together in a big chaotic pile. (laughs) Okay, so the solution is actually quite simple, right? Can you guess it already based on the title of this episode? The solution to this problem is to only make makeable decisions. It's to task yourself with making makeable decisions and giving yourself permission to not worry about the decisions that you can't make now. Now, of course, this is easier said than done because there are two specific scary things that happen when we start practicing this solution. The scary things are we have to accept uncertainty and we have to trust ourselves. And these can be quite scary. So in order to let go of needing to know the future and pre-make all of these non-makeable decisions and safeguard yourself against all of the surprises and failures and feelings that could possibly happen, the only way to do that is to accept uncertainty. To be super duper honest that I don't know what I don't know and I can't know that yet. And cringe, I may never know. Because some of the questions that our brains ask are not answerable. So I want you to take a breath right now because accepting uncertainty is usually our least favorite thing to do, but it's possible. The other thing that can be a little bit of a challenge is to trust yourself at step 36 to make a good decision. Because that's what we're really doing. When we let go of all the non-makeable decisions, we're saying, okay, I guess I can't make these now, but you better do a really good job at them, future me, pointing in anger. Not maybe maybe anger, but pointing in like, ooh, you better not mess it up. Now, the best news is that in reality, that step 36 decision is going to be so much easier for you when you are at step 36. Think about that for a second. You at step 36 are going to have so much more information. You will have lived experience and additional data that you cannot possibly have access to here at step two, which could make the decision that moves you from step 36 to step 37 easy. What if that were true? What if answering all the questions that your brain can come up with today about step 36 that feel impossible to answer today are actually just going to be obvious and easy and simple when you are at step 36. Now, they might not be obvious and easy and simple, but I promise you they're going to be a heck of a lot easier than they will be today if you keep trying to make them from step two. If either of these things feel challenging, accepting uncertainty or trusting your future self to make the decisions that benefit both of you, I promise you can get better at both of these things. I've worked with so many people who were convinced that they could not be okay until they knew all the things, right? Until they felt complete certainty and had zero questions left. And they got better at uncertainty. They did. They got better at just being honest that I'm at step two and that's where I am. So I know what I know and I don't know what I don't know. And another thing I promise is that that is so much easier when you trust future you because you can let go of needing to know all the things that you will when you know them. (laughs) I feel like we've gotten into like quantum physics by now, but it's fine. We're, we can we can do quantum physics if we want to. 
I've also worked with so many people who think that they they are not trustworthy. They cannot trust themselves to make good decisions because they're using their pasts against themselves. They're using their pasts to predict the future, which is a slippery slope, my friend. So this is what I want you to do. This is what we're celebrating. Okay. What are we celebrating? I start every client session with what are we celebrating? And I want to end every podcast with what are we celebrating? You get to capitalize on your full agency today, regardless of the past. You get to just do that if you want to. You get to decide, hey, I can make my best decision today. And if I want to, I can absolutely trust my future self to make their best decision because we are on the same team. I'm going to do what I think is best for me and them. And they're going to do what they think is best for them and their future self. And on and on it goes. Quantum physics. But we're celebrating that you get to release yourself from this burden of making all of these non-makeable decisions right now. And we're celebrating that you get to instead laser focus your best energy on the decisions available to you, the decisions in the room. Because think about how powerful and present and purposeful you will feel when you direct all your attention to, okay, what can I do? What's on the table? What can we get up to today? What value can I align with right now? What goal can I move forward right now? And you know surprises and failures and feelings might happen, but you trust your future self to handle them and make whatever decisions are in the room for them. It's kind of a crazy idea, like to feel so in concert with yourself, to feel like you are on your own team to this extent. And it can be scary. I'm not trying to sugarcoat that. It can be very scary to make a decision today and not feel like you have all the answers, but it also can feel incredibly powerful. And that's what I want you to play with. Notice if your brain starts trying to time travel and it starts getting hung up on decisions way out in the future. Step 36. Remember that even though that might be frustrating or cause frustration about the decision you're trying to make, it's super well-intentioned. Obviously, it means you care about this decision going well, and that's your brain's best guess at how to solve it. And give yourself permission to own what you know right now and accept what you don't and trust future you. And then have fun feeling super duper powerful in focusing only on all the makeable decisions in front of you. There will be more than you think, and they will feel more important. Let that be enough. I hope this is so much fun to make makeable decisions. I hope it's so freeing because that's what my clients describe. When they shift this expectation of themselves that they should have all the answers right now to all the questions, and instead they let themselves just make the makeable decisions, what they all describe is like a lightening. Like, oh, my shoulders don't feel like they have 25 pounds on them anymore. That's delightful. That makes every day a little bit more enjoyable. That really does make me feel more present and purposeful today because I'm not focusing half my energy and attention on step 36. Have so much fun with it. Let me know how it goes. And make sure right now to go to kirstenparker.com forward slash checklist. You'll get the downloadable workbook of all of the principles of simple decision making. So you'll get to guide yourself through making this stuff a habit and making it easy. So, so good. Have fun. Talk to you soon. 
Hey, wanna know the number one thing you need to kickstart your momentum right now? Um, obviously, I know. That's why I created the Momentum Quiz. Head to kirstenparker.com forward slash quiz to find out your number one momentum killer and get your personalized action plan to boost your momentum and get back on track. That's kirstenparker.com forward slash quiz. Have fun.